Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most, the cool Phil Better. And I want to talk to you about today's guest because they are... I'll let you, I'll read a little bit about them and then I'll introduce them. But today's guest is a marketing consultant who began their path to entrepreneurship in the early days of eBay. This is an OG in the digital marketing world and in the digital entrepreneur world. They sold front laced wigs, which is now a standard fixture in the beauty industry. She also owns two e-commerce brands, which she just recently purchased and has taken it to the next level. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for my guest, the founder of Go Lead Consulting, Crystal Covington. Crystal, thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, such a great day. I'm talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) So Crystal, I gave you this amazing intro. You've been in the entrepreneur world specifically the digital launch means like nearly as old as the internet itself I'm not calling you old <laughs> i'm as old as the internet <laughs> not as old as the internet uh but the internet is qu- quite young technically the internet yeah. is young so we're it not is young old. it is young because <laughs> i got to talking to some kids to uh, some uh some kids at a bar i was at recently and they're like oh yeah man the internet's so old and i'm like no, no, it's not. It was invented in the 80s. That's not old. Yeah. We had the disc that came in the yeah. mail and you would yeah. put the disc in your computer and then it would help you access the internet. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have all this newfangled <laughs> Wi-Fi. We didn't have that when we started no. our entrepreneurial journeys. But yes, uh, Crystal, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, the the it's it's always funny so i never i don't usually mention the ebay thing because people are just like what is that you know ebay is not cool anymore although people are still making tons of money on it oh yeah but back then it was a new thing um my dad invested some money in me he you know i had started doing well he's like well what are you making i said i was well i double I, i double every every um investment I make and he's like well can you double my money <laughs> some cash hey and, uh, there there is not one person who's not going to say to double their money you know like <laughs> if I give you a thousand you're gonna give me two thousand back yes thank you that's my yeah. that's my rent for two months like yes thank you do that yeah um so you you started on eBay doing the wigs right yeah. front lace wigs helping ladies feel even more beautiful than they already are where did you go afterwards? Did you go straight into lead generating or at least consulting or where, what was the next step for you? That whole thing was a hot mess. So I was in college. I was so funny thing. It was, I was the weirdo. I, I had roommates, um, a placement with a bunch of roommates. We had this like dormitory space. It was really nice. We each got our own room, but like in our own living room and everything, it was like an apartment. Wow. Um, and I tried to keep my door closed all the time because they thought, what is going on in this girl's bedroom? I had a bunch of wig heads with wigs all over my room. It probably looked like I was a psychopath. They were probably very concerned. And I didn't talk to them. (laughs) With reason. I'm sorry. You have heads and wigs. Heads and wigs. You're a serial killer just scalping people. Like, what's going on? In here experimenting with lighting and taking pictures with this fancy camera or fancy at the time. And, you know, but I, I did this and I didn't know anything about business. So no one around me 
was ever an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship was discouraged. People got laughed at. How do you think you have the audacity to you know do things like this? And I, for some reason, and I don't even know why, they didn't have business podcasts back then. No. <laughs> so I don't know what made me think I could do this, but I, I did it. I was successful for a while, but then, and I don't know if people really will understand this or not, but eBay in, initially, um, it was a really big boon for small businesses. And the people overseas that were making the, the wigs that I was buying from eventually started figuring out what we were doing over here. And they said, oh, so they're just buying our wigs to resell them over on eBay. And so why don't we just sell them on eBay? And so they caught on over in China. And, and undercut the market. Yes. And so I couldn't make, I couldn't keep enough volume to make it worth doing that. I was losing money. So I sold off what I had purchased at a loss and um, and then I didn't know what to do financially. I just messed it all up. And so I just, I had this bankruptcy, like I was bankrupt basically mm. at, in college. And I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, um, Cause I had, I had used debt to pay for that inventory. My dad had given me a little bit of money, but I went way over and above what, you know, what I had gotten from him. And I, I had already paid him back his investment money. And, um, and so then I was scared and I didn't do anything else really fully for years. Then I kind of dabbled in, okay, while well, I'm making jewelry, I had, and I had taken up this jewelry hobby and I started selling jewelry on Etsy in the early days of Etsy. Etsy had just come up and it was really cool. I formed relationships with people that were my customers and started learning a little bit more about how marketing and selling on the internet worked. Um, I eventually got really good jobs in marketing and PR and then um, parlayed that into creating my own women's organization, which was when I really got back into entrepreneurship. And that was in 2014. And so I had some mentorship to help me build the membership and start getting monthly revenue with that. Um, I didn't make enough to survive on, but I did have enough revenue to say, okay, if I leave my job, I can actually turn this into something. So I negotiated with my husband and we decided I would leave my corporate job where I was making a pretty good salary. And it was one of those things where it's like, you better. <laughs> so I, I left my job. I did um, end up making more than my corporate job was making. And I said, okay, made the right decision. Yes. <laughs> so, um, and so the membership alongside, I was also doing the marketing consulting um, and both of those grew. The pandemic killed the membership uh, for a time. Um, I recently sold that membership organization to someone who's going to turn it into a really stronger online presence. Um, and I, because I had been focusing on events, I was mm -hmm. really amazing at event marketing. Um, I could fill events and I could use events to sell from the stage and I would sell the memberships. And then I would also be able to sell my marketing services because People could see, oh my God, you keep filling rooms with all these people. How are you marketing? And I could say, I can show you <laughs> and <laughs> I can help you do the same. And so it was just a, it was obvious to them. I knew what I was doing. And so they could, um, they wanted to work with. Me. And um, so I did uh, actually grow the marketing consulting in 2020 because the pandemic meant people couldn't market in their normal ways and they needed somebody to help them strategize new ways to be successful. 
And so I actually got to grow while a lot of the world was contracting at that moment. I was making the most money ever and expanding. And um, then I got some really wonderful SBA money that helped me expand some more um, and dive into some other investments. And it's been a really great growth trajectory um, because of that. So the pandemic actually made me successful, which is sad and, <laughs> and interesting. I I don't think the pandemic made you successful. I think the situation and the lessons you had learned and you were able to jump on the opportunity yeah. that the pandemic brought. The pandemic was, I think, a year of change for a lot of It was a rough year. I mean, I it was... was. Even though I was succeeding in certain ways, I was emotionally struggling and just it felt like depression city because it was just so much bad news mm -hmm. and people getting sick and people were lost. My dad lost his best friend. You know, it was like this guy that he was hanging out all the time. They used to drive, ar drive around and entertain each other. And he caught COVID and then it gave him anyway, depressing story. He had. He, he passed away because of it. And it was just like, oh my goodness. But at the same time, I was needed more than ever. And so, yes, having been involved in this industry for so long, having built up my skills, and then um, the opportunities that came about between the SBA giving out money and then being able to use that to invest in team that allowed me to fulfill more customer need um, was a combination that was a combination of, you know, situation and being able to take advantage of opportunity. Yeah, I, I love how each one of your businesses, starting with the first one, the wig business, where you, you knew nothing about business, but you went all in on it and you, you learned a major lesson there. I don't think it's a loss. I think it's a lesson because you learned one, uh, don't buy on debt. Um, that's probably the biggest thing which helped you with growing your business because you knew there was a program coming, those grants coming out that you could use to maximize your business so you were able to smartly use debt and loans and that and then but also from that first lesson you knew you needed mentorship and you got that with the women's organization that helped you go to where you are today and then take advantage of uh the situation that yeah and the other good lesson for everybody out there listening that when i started the ebay wig business i knew nothing about wigs either <laughs> i i also recognize you don't have to know the product, you just have to know that it's useful. And I really wish that I had continued with that. I just got so discouraged by going to debt. And I thought that that was the end of it. I thought there was just no way for me to succeed with this. But people are still making money selling wigs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and everybody wears them. <laughs> not going to confirm or deny whether or not I wear a wig or a toupee. I'm just going to keep that personally to myself. Uh, but Crystal, I want to know, so your reason for starting into entrepreneurship back in the beginning was just, hey, I'm a college student. I need some extra money. Mm -hmm. And you figured out, hey, people wear wigs. I'm going to sell wigs. On. Yep. Where, what was the reason that you wanted to create the membership? Like, what was it the decision? You're like, hey, I want to build an organization to help women become more, become the next better version of themselves. It was, uh, I, I did it initially i wasn't intending to charge anybody or to be an organization i wanted friendships i was i had been in denver for a year and i didn't have any friends and i didn't have any network and i knew if anything happened to me i didn't have anyone to support me and so i needed to build that and i normally used to do um 
volunteerism and volunteerism was how I built my networks before. But I didn't know the community there. I didn't want to volunteer in Denver when I, I was like, I don't know what organizations, I don't know anything. And so I decided to just go with the professional networking route where I did specifically meet people who are interested in the same stuff I'm interested in, which was growing as a leader. And so I had events where I was spending money. So I spent hundreds of dollars just, you know, paying for a venue, buying people food, and I just posted them as free opportunities to connect. But then I did this for like six months for free. And then I realized, okay, I'm spending, I spent enough money now and I have people now, I'm good. And so I stopped hosting them. And then I started getting these emails from people saying, where are you? (laughs) And so I realized they needed it. But if it's for them and it's not for me anymore, then people need to be paying me for this. And so um, I ended up finding a mentor who she had built a organization and was willing to spend hours on the phone telling me how she did it and how to formulate mine. And so through her guidance, I took everything she told me and I just did it and it worked. And so it just continued to grow from there. I had people volunteer to support me. So people um, could choose to be a volunteer or they could pay to be a part of the organization. Um, And it, it was flourishing even while I had a full-time job. So I would try to be there as much as I could um, to be able to be a presence at the events and really create the culture. Um, but I, I was working full time and then just kind of making this thing work um, with the organ. When I left my job, you know, the, the organization um, was able to, to be even more because I could be there and I didn't have the job restricting me um, as, as they had, I really had a lot of conflict uh, with my job, especially at that time, because I was in media and I was doing media and being on TV for women of Denver. (laughs) They're like, what are you doing? (laughs) Um, So it was, it was tough to do that with a, with a job, Um, but it it worked out for so many years. It was three or four years that I did that with a full-time job. And then, let's let's parlay you went you you built that COVID happened but then you were able to invest in two online business yeah so I did a lot with my marketing consultancy um and now I have a second child so I had a I had one child and already it was it was a very interesting life trying to <laughs> do all of the things that I do with this child and we do not send my our children to daycare um because we I grew up with my mom was at home with me at least for a couple of years. We had grandma care. My husband (laughs) grew up with grandma. And so we're like, daycare is foreign to us. Mm. (laughs) So we wanted them to just have what we had, which is just kind of be in a comfortable space at home as much as they can. And so I'm here with these kids all the time. And so I was like, well, what else can I do? I can't go back to doing women of Denver which for it to be successful requires me to be out. Mm-hmm. And so I had, that was another revenue stream and I need to, I needed it to grow again in order for it to be successful. And so I said, okay, there's gotta be, so I sold it to someone who has the time to actually be out there. Um, and, you know, she doesn't have kids strapping her to her house so she can go out and do whatever she wants. And so 
she's going to grow that and also make it a better online community, which I was never, um, I did not at that time have it as a, a strictly online community mm -hmm. as well. Um, so then I said, well, what am I going to do once I uh, put, you know, women of Denver into somebody else's hands? I still need that secondary revenue. Um, and so then I, I had gone back and called on a business broker that I knew in the past. And he used to come to my events all the time. And he would tell me, he was trying to get me to sell women of Denver. Um, and he also had wanted to, you know, see if I was interested in buying businesses. And I had also met a couple other business brokers at, um, at that time through women of Denver because they would come to events and then they would talk to me about their services. And I had a basic understanding that, buying a business that already makes money is a good idea. And then, like I said, I had the SBA money. I had some grants and I had some really low interest loans. And I said, well, how can I utilize this cash sitting in my bank from them? Cash, I, so to speak, some of it was cash, some of it not so much cash that I have to pay back. But um, how do I utilize this and and do something that can bring me back results? And so then I said, okay, well, I'm going to buy stuff um, that is not normal investments. And so I went and I did an investigation. I talked to a bunch of businesses, so many dynamic, different businesses, different e-commerce, some SaaS products. I even talked to some local businesses in Denver and outside of Denver. Um, I, and I settled on Bella Virtue Organics and I purchased that. Um, which was a, it made a small profit. So if it's, if the person who's selling it isn't necessarily profiting a ton, they base the price off of the profit. And so you can get something that's more reasonable in price. And so I was able to, you know, look at what she was doing. And I said, you know what, I know where I can squeeze <laughs> some a couple extra dollars out of it. Yes. And so almost immediately I started, um, I reduced the expenses enough to make an extra thousand dollars a month with that business. And I'm working on now um, the sales are growing as well without doing the things that she was doing. Cause she was using TV advertising, which is quite expensive. Yeah. And then she was using a lot of Amazon PPC, which is quite expensive. And so the things that I'm doing now, which, you know, we reduced the Amazon PPC and focused more on Amazon SEO, which is a lot of work. And you just do one product at a time and work mm -hmm. on that. Um, and then doing some more SEO on the website, which drives differently. And then email marketing, which wasn't being utilized very well. So there's all these people already on the email list and they're not being marketed to. And so just creating these basic systems and focusing on things that are a little bit cheaper, like the SEO and email marketing um, versus the PPC and the TV ads help to make that even more profitable. So the looking for just for anybody that wants to do what I did, looking for low profit businesses that you have the skills to like fix what was making it not profitable pretty quickly can give you a chance to get something at more of a bargain price um, because you buy the business based on their, their profit for two or three years. Um, and so that's been going really well. And then the other e-commerce that I got was actually starting from scratch. <laughs> yeah, this is the one I'm interested in. This is an interesting, because it's a developing field right now. It's a, a, a wide open industry. It's wide open to a degree, but it is much harder. So it's like 
day and night going into Bella Virtue Organics already has customers. It has a brand. Everything is already created. It's easy peasy. I went in there and I'm just like, oh, yes, I'm already profiting. Um, Pet Craves, which I am just passionate about CBD. I use um, I purchase and, and buy CBD. I have my little CBD creams from my back and, I the, you know, the ingestibles and all this stuff. I just I had started um, being interested in it again from Women of Denver. Everything in my life is from Women of Denver. I'm still going to be a member forever. <laughs> there you go. But the I went to I had an event and it was literally it was 2020 again, 2020. But 2020, I was having my last event um, and I was so stressed out because everything was going wrong. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to run an event with half the people decided to be on Zoom because nobody wanted to come be in person. Couldn't figure out the technology. It was messing up and they had the event going. Um, I had, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember all the things that were going wrong. But then I had somebody nudging me saying, hey, um, things are starting to get shut down. And like people, it was crazy. And then someone fell. An older person who was there, who ended up, it, it was like a the kind of place where you walk up steps and then you have these risers that people are sitting on. And she was going up the stairs to her seat or coming down the stairs. She's coming down the stairs and she fell flat on her face and was all bloodied. It was so crazy. So all the things are happening. 2020 is happening and everything is getting shut down while I'm at this event where there's a bunch of people there and I have a kid at home and I'm just like, am I going to end up sick? Are we going to what's going on? Jesus. And so, and then this woman falls and I completely broke down in tears in front of everybody. And I mean, it's half attendance, but there's still a lot of people in the room. And I just break down. I'm standing in front of the room. And then somebody goes and takes the, the microphone from me and takes the stage. And then this CBD person that was there selling her products, she hands me like five CBD. <laughs> She's like, just take these right now. You need She's like, them. Eat these right now. <laughs> 20 minutes later, you're in space going, where am I? And then I was, I was so much better. <laughs> I, I was like, imagine. I bought like five packages. <laughs> that I that isn't, if that isn't uh, like proof of concept that CBD works, <laughs> hell is broken loose at this event. Oh Yet my this God. This normal. Thanks it was to CBD. so crazy. Like, and then I, I used those up through, through the first week, through that next week. Cause my whole business was shut down. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just going to eat gummies for the, just to the week. That's life now. <laughs> oh my gosh. So then I was like, this is good. So I just continued just, you know, consistently buying, buying CBD to just have it. And it's just, um, you know, I, I know that this is a growing field. So getting into it, it's been wild because it's, it's treated like, like weed. I'm not selling weed, but the banking was difficult. I had to find a bank. I pay high fees at the bank. I had to figure out um, payment processing and, and apply for special payment processing licensing. Um, and so there's all these hurdles and barriers and even like advertising. I can't advertise. I can't like no one. So I found Taboola allows me to advertise, but I can't do Google. I can't do Facebook or Instagram. I have a solution for you. Ooh. Podcast. Okay. If you, so I'm, 
podcasts are my bread and butter. I love podcasts. And I know there's probably a lot of uh, weed-based podcasts or marijuana-based podcasts that you can yeah. reach out to and say, hey, I have I have CBD for dogs and cats. So would you be interested in uh, either an affiliate link that they get paid for like 5% or something, kind of like Amazon, or you pay them a, a, like a, a CPM or something like that for an ad that they can read in their podcast. And now not only that, because it's read in the podcast, that episode is there forever. Ooh, I like that. So you pay once and you get lifetime usage. I would suggest if you're going to do that, maybe give an affiliate link so that they yeah. can also earn money on it. But that's an advantage that you have with uh, podcasting because it's a very low cost. And there's a lot of um, a lot of podcasts that you can reach out. Pet podcasts, anything that talks about pets, you can uh, ha- uh, you can do the advertising on there. Nice. Thank you. You're welcome. Look at me helping out you. Look at me on a podcast, understanding that I should be advertising on podcasts. (laughs) Personally, I think every business should have a podcast Mm -hmm. because it's, it, it's pure content for the, the business. Yeah. It's, it's testimonials. If you're doing that route, it could be educating people about the products or services that you offer dentists could have and just give them okay this is how you have a do a floss and now instead of them getting that lesson once you can say hey look here's my podcast it's the five steps to have a better mouth easy peasy beautiful cover girl type of smiles you know but anyways that's not about me this is about you crystal and so you're growing this new business you're you're making you're having all these difficult hoops you have to jump oh my goodness So for this one, it's actually been best in person. And so little things like small shows, bringing the product out and people want to get it there. So they want to get it there or through my neighborhood group. So it's kind of been like a, I I went through a smaller process of like, Hey, do you want some of this? Oh yeah. (laughs) So it's, that's the process I've been going with that one. Um, But I, I will go and do what you're suggesting. I had gone and started advertising. I just started a couple, like a week ago, audio go, which advertise on podcasts, but I prefer Mm -hmm. your idea, which is it lives on the podcast. If I go directly to the the source. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've been working on SEO. So we get pretty good um, SEO traffic, but it's, it's, it was one of those things where I was very surprised because I thought, okay, this is legal. (laughs) But it's so much work to get it done. Yeah, no, yeah. it's 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 a in Canada it's weirder because I'm in Montreal, uh, so it's federally legal. So we don't have to worry about the government saying anything. Obviously, there's hoops you have to jump through, yeah. but it's a lot less than you guys in the states because you have certain states that are like, yeah, it's 100% legal, but federally illegal. So if a, like a state trooper stops you, you're okay. But if like the FBI stops you, you're screwed because it's federal. So, but up here. Well- for CBD, it actually is federally legal. legal? It's, okay. just, it's something called the Farm Act. I don't understand everything perfectly, but it's like it is. But there are actually states that still have a problem with it. But it's like an it's a it's one of those funny things where there are other industries like pharmaceutical type things and certain types of like if you buy herbal products that you ingest. Um, so it's an FDA thing. So like the mm. FDA could have a problem with it. So my biggest potential concern would be if the FDA said, we don't like how you're talking about this and they have shut people down. If they, if they imply at all that it is 
healthy or helpful or anything. So I have to put under everything, not evaluated by the FDA. And I have to, I can't say anything. I can just say, we sell CBD. <laughs> and, you know, I can say like dogs have a cannabinoid system, just like we do in our brains. Great. And, but people have to already know the benefits when they come to the website, I can't sell them on the benefits. And so, um, until they change anything in the laws or we get new updates or something like that, I can't do that. Or if there's really credible research that comes out that the FDA says is cool. Um, so that makes it, that's another interesting challenge, but it's more so the FDA is the concern, um, just as any herbal company might experience. And uh, not so much like the government telling me what I'm doing is illegal. Okay. That that is a. I, what's interesting is apparently the same. There's harsher rules for alcohol when they advertise. Yeah. So it's like it's very interesting because like I I was listening to another podcast that had uh, Mr. Beast on and talking about because he runs his own food company with uh -huh. Beast Burger and Feastables, which is a chocolate bar where they're the either it's not that really regulated anymore. Oh. And then you you have him talking to these podcasters. Unfortunately, I can't remember the name of the podcast. I think it was the Mel or Nelk Boys. I'm not sure. Uh, they they have their own alcohol, and how they're not allowed to talk about other alcohol brands oh. in the space. So it's like whereas in like the food, you can you can diss Pepsi if you're Coke or if you're you're not one of those, you can diss them. Whereas in the alcohol, you're not allowed because it's very regulated because you know the temperance movie. So it's interesting seeing that the same with something that's openly legal, that has been a lot of documentation shown that CBD has helped yeah. um, humans throughout time all over the world. And that it's still so it's still even so I, I work for a lot of finance people in my marketing company. And it's I, I worked in finance for a big um, fortune 500 to and we had to go through legal for everything because you can say the tiniest thing and it could be a legal nightmare. And so working for these finance people, it's so hard because finance, they can't say anything. They can't say that they can help you. <laughs> I, mean, I can, can provide you advice. That's it. <laughs> Will it help you? I don't know. I can't say, but I can give you the advice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 a very the world of marketing and PR for certain industries is so mm -hmm. sometimes overregulated to no end. But that's 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 a that's that's a story for another time. That's another podcast in of itself. Yeah. I we are coming to the end, and I don't want to keep you too long, so I'm going to ask you my last two questions. Uh, hopefully, they won't take up too much time. But do you have a tip for someone? Let's look at purchasing a business. Let's say some an entrepreneur, they have a good, their business is doing well. They're looking to add another source of income because they're like, hey, multiple sources is the best source. What, what suggestion or what tip would you have? For someone who wants to buy a business, the tip that I would have is to make sure that if you don't understand business financials, that you have someone to help you with that. I do believe in multiple income streams and, and that takes away the pressure of, of one income stream to to be successful. I also know that that's how I lasted through the pandemic because when one income stream, which was actually 60% of my income was women of Denver and those events, 
you know, when one income stream broke down, then I could lean on the other one. And then that one grew. So I always believe in multiple streams. I also always believe in understanding the financials. And if you don't have somebody really help you, because some of these businesses are busted and some of them are really, really complicated and you don't want to deal with them. I love it. I love it. All right. We're going to jump to the spark question. And I have to say, having someone who understands financials is so important when you're purchasing a business or if you're going to go loans or anything like that, how it can help you take your business. Um, Ooh, this is good. What about your life is different today than it was a year ago? <laughs> well, first one, I have an eight month old little girl to add to my uh, three year old. Uh, and so that's definitely very different. I also have a lot less hair. Just a couple of weeks ago, I chopped my hair off. I'm still working on figuring it out. But when I had my daughter, she changed my hair texture. So I went from a coily curl to this sort of wavy curl. So you mm -hmm. could see this kind of change in half my hair. And it looked so silly to me. I could see it. It was in the top part was looking straight because it, it couldn't do what it was wanted to do. So I just said, let's cut it off. So I have half the hair, well, probably one one third the hair that I had before and I have a new human. <laughs> that is a huge change. Yeah. <laughs> um, Crystal, I'm going to jump off the screen here. I want you to let my audience know where they can find you, how they can work with you for the consulting or even to purchase your, your food for animals uh, that you will have or your, even your skincare uh, products. So the floor is. All right. Thanks for taking the time to listen to me. I would love to hear from any of you. Email me at crystal at goleadconsulting.com for any marketing questions or visit petcraves.com to learn more about my lovely CBD dog treats and, and cat treats um, or visit bellavirtueorganics.com to learn more about the skincare products that I sell that really are supportive for dry skin and people with aging skin, which is often dry. Awesome. Crystal, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the show. It was a pleasure talking with you and learning uh, about the kind of the intricate workings of the CBD world that I didn't have a clue about. <laughs> thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. To my audience, of course, as you know, the links to everything Crystal has talked about will be down there. So go ahead and support her and remember to always invest in yourself.